Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today. Lots of good stuff we are going to talk about. I actually, I I saw something in my phone that really um, kind of prompted me to do things a little differently, and I want to talk to you about that today. And I had a really interesting exchange on social media in regards to a post that I shared And I want to talk about that and get into your questions. But first things first, this is the last week that we are giving away Edge. And I will tell you exactly why. The special introductory pricing expires today for the new Edge stick packs in the grape flavor. So if you haven't tried it, I would suggest placing your order today. Uh, For those listening in the future, the special pricing, the discount expires um, on April 30th. You can also use my coupon code. That code is Benton. If it's your first order, that code will save you an additional $10 off, but they just introduced the edge stick packs and, uh, that is in a grape flavor. And there is some really discounted pricing for that that goes through April 30th. Um, for those that haven't heard me talk about edge today, I did an episode all about it last year, but Right now, it is all I drink. I try not to do caffeine when I'm pregnant. It's very rare that I have caffeine, so I don't drink coffee when I'm pregnant, which is fine because it sounds totally disgusting right now, (laughs) which is funny because I love coffee, but it's one of my aversions at the moment. Um, Edge is all natural, so bonus points there. It's not some processed garbage. Plus, it has no sugar, no carbs, zero calories, and... It helps with things like focus and getting in a flow state where you have more creativity and fewer distractions, but it also has an ingredient that helps with metabolism, specifically fat metabolism, And um, but it's not a stimulant in any way. Again, no caffeine, nothing like that, no jitters, and I think it tastes really great. I dilute mine a lot. Um, I have, how big is this cup? I have a cup that is, it's huge. Let's see, how big is it? Does it say on here? 40 ounces. So I have this 40 ounce cup and I'll do like two scoops of edge. I don't have the packets yet, but they're on their way to me and I can't wait. But of the original flavor, which is like a watermelon, I do two scoops in 40 ounces of water. Chris likes it more concentrated. If you like things that are like have a stronger flavor, I like it more diluted. 
So I do two scoops and 40 ounces of water. Um, and then I might do like one and a half scoops the next time I fill it up. And then I might do one scoop the last time. So yes, that is a lot. But again, it's kind of all I'm drinking right now. I'm a big, big fan. I'll put the link in the show description if you want to take advantage of the special pricing, but also if you just want to learn more about it, use that link. So we're going to give away that to somebody at the end of today's show. You can win every Saturday. Just leave a review of this podcast and you're like, Elizabeth, I already did. You can leave multiple reviews. You can leave a review that's specific to this episode or any other episode. So we'll announce that at the beginning of, no, no, no. (laughs) We'll announce that at the end of the show. Doesn't matter where in the world you are, you can still win. So the first thing that I wanted to do, I wanted to talk a little bit about this post that just, man, I can relate to this and I'm going to guess that a lot of you guys can as well. I'm going to read part of the post. Um, It says, this is from Madison Vining blog on Instagram. Real talk. How many screenshots do you have in your phone of things to remember because you meant to do something like start a garden, buy a book, make a recipe, etc., but you never did? And she says she's got hundreds. I probably have at least hundreds, maybe thousands. And then she goes on, she talks about how our attention spans are shorter than ever, and we're storing things in our phone because we know we can come back to it later. So we see a recipe we want to try, we can screenshot it or save it in our phone, put a note, and we can come back to it later. Or we see a tip about starting a garden or intermittent fasting, and we save it in our phone because we can come back to it later. But the challenge is a lot of times we don't go back to that thing. And then it becomes almost ineffective, if not completely ineffective, to do things that way, to save it to Pinterest, but you never go back through your boards and do those things unless it's like for your kid's birthday party. And so she goes on to share in this post that if something is truly important to you, make a plan, get a notebook out and map up the steps. She says, adopt a child or become self-sufficient or open a restaurant are pretty big things to write on a to-do list, but what about the little steps? Surely you could do just one today, maybe another tomorrow, fill out the form, make a phone call, read the first chapter of the book. And I love that because a lot of times we put things off because it seems too big. And of course, we don't have time today for a big thing. But I I wanted to bring this up because I believe that that reflects a perspective that can be improved. So, you know, I've got these couple of big business goals right now because I am preparing for twins and... I got some things that I want to get in place before they're born. And alone, they seem huge. And I don't have much time on any given day to get work things done because, as I've shared before, most of the time, what I get done is in nap time. I started a recording yesterday and stopped it seven minutes in because Roman woke up and then it wasn't till the following day that I could get back to it. That's just life. But I want to say this. For my big work goals... Every single day, there is something I can do. And maybe at first, it's creating an outline. And then it is, you know, looking up a piece of information that I'm going to need. But even if it's two-minute tasks, there is something that you can do today for two minutes for that big goal that you have. And if we take that attitude, there's something I'm going to do today for two minutes for my fitness, it changes everything because so many of us operate from the attitude of like, well, I don't have time to do all of the things today or to do it the way I want to do it today. 
I don't have time to get to the gym today and get in a full workout, so I'm not going to go. Yesterday, perfect example for me. So we we had a new babysitter coming over to the house to watch Roman. Chris and I were going to be home, but we had something else going on that we both had to be a part of for a few hours. And while the babysitter's new to Roman, she's she's, you know, someone Chris and I know well, um, or at least Chris knows well. And so I, I wanted to be at the house when she got there to kind of have that transition before Chris and I had to do this thing. Well, that meant my workout could really only be 10 minutes. So you know what I did? I drove to the gym and I did a 10 minute workout and I drove home because it matters more to me that I do the small thing than that I do the ideal thing. And while I talk about that a lot in terms of something is better than nothing every single time, I wanted to bring it up today in the concept of you want to start a business or you want to get out of debt or you want to start a garden and you're always looking to carve out this bigger chunk of time. Don't. Don't. Have a list of all of the steps, or at least all of the steps that you can think of right now, because you're going to uncover more as you get going, and do one piece of one of them. Even in any given step, there's going to be sub-pieces to that. And you can do part of it today. There is always something you can do, whether it's for two minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and you might have two minutes today, but you've got nine minutes tomorrow. Maybe you've got 20 minutes the day after that, and you've got one minute the following day. But if you establish the pattern of I do something for that thing that matters to me every day, you're going to be in a vastly different place in six months than if you keep having more days of doing nothing while you pine for days where you have a bigger chunk of time. I'm in a season of life right now where there's just not a lot of big chunks of time. And so I'm having to teach myself to capitalize on small chunks of time without feeling like, oh, well, it's not enough to make a difference. I don't care if I get 45 seconds working on something. It matters more to me that I seize that 45 seconds just so that I can break the pattern of being like, I don't have time today. I'm going to find and use the time I have. Okay, so the next thing that came up that I wanted to share with you is I posted something on my Instagram stories. You can find me over there at Elizabeth Benton kind of where I am most active on social, I would say. And I basically, I I posted a couple of quotes in my stories from uh, Naval Ravikant. And I said something along the lines of, you know what, I'm going to pull it up. I'm not even going to try and remember. I'm going to tell you exactly what it said. This person replied to me and I want to tell you about our our conversation because I think it's really interesting. Um, I wonder if I can find it. I should be able to. Hmm. That's weird that it's not there. Anyway, I posted these couple of quotes from Naval Ravikant, who's kind of like someone who builds businesses and he is just a successful business mind. And I I like reading his stuff. So there were a couple of quotes. One was, uh, wherever you can optimize for independence rather than pay because you want to be in control of your time more than your money. And I, and I shared in there that I was taking some time to read during Roman's nap. 
And somebody replied to me on Instagram and said, you are so amazing with time and time blocking. This is one of my biggest struggles that I continually work on. And I, and I replied and I said, I'm, I'm not so amazing with time and time blocking. I said, this is actually one of my biggest struggles right now that I am constantly working on. And I mean, every day throughout the day, working on. And she came back and she said, um, it's actually, oh, I said, it's, it's a huge struggle for me. Uh, and then she came back and said, please keep sharing how you do it. She said, my kids are school age. So they're in school for, you know, what, six, eight hours every day. And she said, I started my business seven years ago, and it's a daily struggle. Even with the kids finally in school, it seems like when they are in school, I just can't focus. And I waste a lot of time because it's my only downtime. And I said, I want to share with you what I said to her because I think a lot of us create these barriers for ourselves. I said, you can focus. You have to immediately stop telling yourself you can't. Because with a word like can't, you're basically saying there's no possible improvement. You can't, right? I can't fly. I'm not, I'm not open to like all of a sudden being able to flap my wings and go up in the air. Like phys- I can get in an airplane and sit in an airplane while an airplane flies. But the word can't means it's off the table. So if you're telling yourself, I can't focus, or I can't stop, or I can't stay consistent, you're not open to getting it done. You're not open to pursuing the improvement today. And then I said, before you start trying to like be productive, because she said she wastes a lot of time because it's her only downtime, before you start with a goal of, I need to be more productive, Start with the time wasting and get specific about the improvements. So let's just say hypothetically, she wants to get all this work done while the kids are in school, but it's her only downtime, so she's catching up on Netflix. Well, instead of, here's my to-do list today and I'm going to tackle it, set an improvement for the Netflix time or the Facebook time or the nap time or whatever it is that you're doing that you feel like is, is a waste of time and start creating incremental improvements with the time that you're wasting instead of trying to shift from wasting all of this time to being miraculously productive. I think I'm going to do an episode in a coming month on some of the tools and strategies that have helped me most with time management. Of course, with the caveat, I'm not an expert. If you guys saw how my days go, you would see it's it's not pretty, it's not easy, it's not seamless. I mean, just today, for example, Roman got up at four and I was like, sorry, kid, he's been getting up like earlier and earlier and earlier. And this morning I I said to Chris, I'm just going to see if he's going to fall back asleep because typically he'll start crying and after 10 minutes I'll go in there and then we're up and then he wants to take a nap at, you know, 6, 6.30 and, you know, messes things up. So for the first time, judge me if you like, that's fine, not here for it. Um, I let him cry for like 30 minutes, but he fell back asleep until 6.30, which totally fine time to get up. So, but that meant for me, I'm awake. (laughs) I didn't fall back asleep. So I'm up at four trying to sleep because pregnant with twins, super tired. So I'm trying to go back to sleep. 6.30, I finally get up, take Roman. We go downstairs, we do breakfast, we play together. I finally get a little time to work when the babysitter comes at nine. Uh, but but even then, I got a text message from a family member that needed a response. Chris needed a couple of things. So I had to stop and get that to him. And 
I only have a babysitter two days a week. So, and only for four hours. So it's not, it's not a ton of time, but typically my literal only work windows are when Roman's napping. And sometimes he naps for 25 minutes and sometimes he naps for two hours and I never know what it's going to be. It seems to be if I really need a two hour nap, it's when he gives a 25 minute nap. But I'm going to do a strategy uh, podcast on using your time well. So stay tuned for that. Let's get to your questions. Let's get to your questions because they're good. And then we will give away edge flavor of your choice, either watermelon or grape. The grape is in the stick packs. Just a reminder, today's the last day for the discounted pricing on the stick packs. This question is interesting. How do I silence the quote bitch voice that is always in my head? My first thing is own that it's you. I find that when we say things that separate ourselves, like there's this bad me or there's this childish me or there's this other me, there's this, you know, negative voice, it doesn't allow us to take responsibility for it. That's you. Those are your thoughts. And when you distance yourself and and make it seem like it's this other thing, and I know you don't literally think that there's like a voice in your head that's not you, but when you don't see it as like, that's me, that's a result of my thoughts, it's a lot harder to change it. So first, that's me, and it is a result of my perspective and my thoughts. And I can always adjust my perspective and redirect my thoughts. So when it comes up, I'm going to acknowledge this is me and this is happening as a result of my perspective and my thoughts and I can shift it. I'll give you a perfect example. A lot of times with my husband, I would say that my thoughts could represent the quote, bitch voice. And instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, why is it that if I'm overtired and he does X, Y, Z, like the bitch voice just reigns in my head? No, it's a result of my perspective. So if I come downstairs and he said he would do the dishes and he didn't do the dishes, or I come downstairs and the socks are on the floor, or you know, I've been working nonstop and he's been laying on the couch for the last two hours, my perception of those things drives how I think about it. So if I am thinking, I have to do everything around here, that drives the voice of like, are you kidding? Can you get up? Can you help? Can you do something? What's your problem? Do I have to do everything around here? But if my perception is shifted, which I can do by choice anytime, how's another way I could think about this? Is there another perspective available to me on this? Is there another way I could think about this? How might he be thinking about this? It shifts everything. So I know for him, he wants some downtime. He got up early. He didn't sleep well either. He's been at work all day and he wants a little downtime. And if I'm jealous of that, then what needs to change so that I can get some downtime myself? Do I need to ask him for help? Do I need to ask somebody else for help? Do I need to take some things off of my plate for this week? Because that same downtime is available to me if I ask for it. Probably won't look the same. Certainly won't look the same after the twins are born, but like it is available to me. So when I adjust how I see something, my thoughts change. Another example, I was super annoyed the other day 
because we we had some work being done at our house outside the house but still on the property and we have when any contractor comes in we say it's a no smoking property because for too long people were smoking and then there were cigarette butts everywhere and Roman would crawl up to them and the goats would try to eat them and it's just a pain in the butt and we just have to pick them up and we don't want to pick up after other people's trash so for these specific contractors we made it very clear at the start this is a no smoking property yep absolutely I'll let my guys know so I go outside with the baby and one of them is smoking. And I'm like, wait, we literally had this conversation like two days ago. So I go over to him and I said, hey, I don't know if you knew this. And I'm holding Roman meanwhile, and I'm visibly pregnant. I don't know if you knew this, but this is a non-smoking property. And he looks at me very surprised. And he's like, uh, even outside the house? And I'm like, yep, no smoking on the property. And he kind of got a little flustered and was like, I'll go finish it in the car then. Is that what you want me to do? And I said, I don't care if you finish it in the car, but like you you can't smoke on this property. So whatever you want to do with that, you can do with that, but you cannot smoke on this property. And I'm kind of, as he walks away, I'm like, we told them, why would they not tell their employees? And I started to get irritated. And then I thought, is there another way to see this that makes me feel something other than irritated? And I thought, first of all, he might not have been told. He might not have been told by his boss. And second of all, maybe he was told and he just didn't remember because he didn't remember that it was this job or he's in such a habit of smoking that he just forgot about it. And then he was embarrassed. And I'm like, he he didn't put up a fight. He didn't throw it on the ground. He walked to his truck. Now he's sitting in the closed truck smoking, whatever. And when I shifted my perspective, I wasn't irritated. I was more understanding. And I was like, this is not the kind of thing I want to get irritated about. So you're always in control of the opportunity to choose a different perspective. And when you think about things differently, then the things you're thinking about change. So that can happen for this, quote, inner bitch voice. All right, this is a question about the Change Makers Journal. And it says, how do I prevent overwhelm and actually work the journal and do the things that I put in there? So if you are finding whether you're using a blank piece of paper or you're using the change makers journal or anything else a to-do list that you're not executing the things on your list then i would scale back a little bit right it might be that you are going to do half of what you said that you were going to do today or you're going to not do the whole bit of this project but you're going to do these two pieces you might just have to learn from that and scale back until you're executing well and you've built some confidence and then you can add more to it. Don't just continue to do things the same way and not not execute at the desired level. If this happens for me, I'm still trying to figure out what I can get done in a day where it's just me and Roman. I don't know. I don't know. Some days I think I can do more and other days I get things done in the first nap and I'm like, oh, wow, I crushed it. You have to learn from your own experience. If you're not executing, dial back a little bit. Put fewer things on there or smaller pieces of the things that are on there. But also look at what's getting in the way of my execution. Is it Netflix? Is it Facebook? I had to, when I first started working for myself, I had poor discipline of execution. And I, I've told this before, but... When I very first started working for myself, I 
would wake up in the morning and I'd watch the shows from the night before because I'm an early bird and I would go to bed before they came on or before they ended. And so I would watch them in the morning. And that meant that it might be like 9, 10, 11 o'clock before I felt like I wanted to get into my work, but I know I focus best in the morning. So I had to establish that, look, I can watch TV. I just don't watch TV until the sun goes down or I don't watch TV until the things on my list are done. If I want to watch unlimited amounts of TV after that, cool, that's fine. But that's where I started. And that was the improvement for me. So part of it is scale back, put less on there. Your confidence will grow and then you can do a little bit more. The other piece is being really honest about what's getting in the way of execution and starting to make little improvements there. All right, one last question around food, and then we're going to do the edge giveaway. This says, what should my calories or macros be to be in a deficit? I'm five foot one, 65 years old, and I lift heavy four days a week with a personal trainer and train for triathlons, bike, swim, run. Can't lose weight, damn menopause. So I don't know how much you weigh. Like there, there's, even if I wanted to give you calories or macros, and I don't, but there's no way that based on your height and the fact that you lift four days a week, that I could ever tell you something like that, ever. At a minimum, I'd need to know how much you weigh, but realistically, I'd need to know what your last month of eating looked like. And what your results were in that month. Were you maintaining? Did you gain a little weight? How's your performance? How's your sleep? How's your energy? But guys, this kind of this kind of data is not anytime that somebody says, Oh, just put in your height and weight and like I can tell you what to eat. <laughs> I mean, sure, anybody can spit out a number, but it doesn't mean that it's the right number for you. So to the person who asked this question, I have no damn idea. There are many other variables that I would need to know before I could even come at a starting point. And even that starting point is just a number to play around with and adjust over a period of a month or two. So it really is not about your height and the fact that you lift four days a week and train. Um, those are pieces of the puzzle, but you you gave me like four pieces of a puzzle and asked me to put together like a 25-piece puzzle set. Can't do it. Sorry. Okay, we're giving away Edge. Probably won't give this away for a while because um, it's a pricey giveaway, number one. And I do pay for these things out of my pocket, which I'm more than happy to do. And Chris goes through this. Well, I do too. But like between the two of us, we go through it like gangbusters. And so when I set it aside to ship out, he's like, oh, why? Why are you giving away Edge? We use this the most. I know. I know. But we're giving it away. The winner. And this is somebody who left a review of the podcast whatever app you listen on, you can Google like, how do I leave a review on iTunes? How do I leave a review on Spotify? How do I leave a review wherever else you listen? Because I know a lot of people get confused about that. But just a reminder, you can Google and find it in probably less than a second. Um, And then you're eligible to win. And you can leave multiple reviews. The winner is Ragnell's Dream. R-A-G-N-E-L-L-S-D-R-E-A-M. Thank you for your review. You get your pick. You can get the grape stick packs or the original watermelon, which is just in a little like canister. Let me know. Shoot me an email. Tell me you were the winner for today's episode, which is what? Today's 980. And include your mailing address and your flavor preference. And no matter where in the world you live, 
I will get it out to you. All right, guys, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, you know what I needed to remind you of? The Dagny 5K. This is our second annual fundraiser for the Dagny Foundation. This is how we support families navigating infant crisis and infant loss. You can participate virtually, you can participate in person, or you can just make a donation. And I really would love to see 1% of the people who listen to this show supporting the Dagny Foundation. And a lot of people have reached out and been like, 1%? Why are you shooting for such a low threshold? And I'm like, uh, because we're starting at like 0.002%. And I'm going to be frank with you. We haven't really moved the needle much. And I'm really believing that 1% of you will make some kind of contribution to the Dagny Fight uh, Foundation, either virtually participating in the 5K or a flat donation. Or if you live near where I live, you can participate in the actual event, which is June 11th. But we would love your participation. I will put the link to the event in the show notes, but you can also at any time go to thedagnyfoundation.org. Dagny is spelled D-A-G-N-Y. There is no E. D-A-G-N-Y, thedagnyfoundation.org, but the event link is different and I'll put that in the show description. Thank you in advance for helping us help families who are navigating infant crisis and infant loss, which I hope no none of you have to experience or have had to experience, but I also hope that you will join us in supporting other families. And today is the last day to get that discounted pricing on Edge. That link will be in the show description too. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.